the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The next time you pray, you ask God, God in heaven, how can you use me here on this earth to lift up Jesus? When you go to your life group this week, get in that life group and ask the life group, how can we use a life group lift up Jesus in this community? And when you leave this auditorium today, do not leave here going, oh, I really like church. I was a great building. No, leave this building looking for ways to lift up Jesus Christ. Welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you've found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants to God and help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us tonight. Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 3. Inside your bulletin is a sermon outline. I want you to follow along, if you will. Our text begins with what I call, point number one, you can write this down, a civil conversation. Jesus has a civil conversation with a man named Nicodemus. Look at verse 1. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Everybody say Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a member of the Jewish ruling council, the Supreme Court of Israel. So look at verse 2 in your text, John 3. He comes to Jesus. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. You see, he's wanting to have a conversation with Jesus. Now, Jesus compassionately, he gets straight to the point. I want you to notice that Jesus builds on this opportunity to converse with one of Israel's most important political and religious leaders. He says these words, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. No one can even see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Jesus in verse 5 answered again, straight to the point. Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of the water and of the Spirit. And then notice what Jesus says in verse 6. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. And what he means by that is, Nicodemus, you have already been born physically what you need is to be born spiritually. Number three, he says in verse 8 that the wind blows. He says the wind blows wherever it pleases. How many of you know that's true? It just just goes wherever it wants to go. And in the rest of verse 8, he says these words, Nicodemus, you hear it sound, but you can't tell. 
where it comes from. You can't tell where it's going. Then Jesus says this, so it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. In verse 9, Nicodemus asked this question, Lord, how can this be? And the reason he asked, how can this be, is because Nicodemus believes that the law is what saves. But the law doesn't save. You see, there's a restlessness inside of Nicodemus' soul that even though he is a lawman, he's the lawman of all lawmen, even though he has money and fame and power, a nice house, religion, he's a very religious man, he's empty on the inside, and he's searching. He doesn't even know why he's searching. He doesn't even know why he's feeling what he's feeling. But he comes to Jesus, and Jesus goes, shh, Nicodemus, the wind. What you need to understand, and I want you to write this down, he's trying to tell Nicodemus, the Holy Spirit of God is trying to draw you, Nicodemus, towards something that can save. Don't miss this point. Even though Nicodemus came searching for Jesus that night, it was actually Jesus that was searching for Nicodemus that night. It doesn't matter. God's Spirit is moving, searching, wooing, calling, no matter who you are. God's Spirit right now is trying to reach people who you think will never, ever become a Christian. Blogger Russell Moore wrote, the next Billy Graham right now might be passed out drunk in a fraternity house in some university. The next Charles Spurgeon might be making posters for the gay pride parade. He said the next Mother Teresa might be managing an abortion clinic right now. Don't ever doubt who God can reach, who God can save. The wind blows everywhere it's blowing. Nicodemus, Nicodemus, that restlessness in your heart, the miracles and the signs that have garnered your attention this day, the wondering of what it means to be born again, the emptiness of the Old Testament law that leaves you unfulfilled. All of that, Nicodemus, is simply the Spirit of God drawing you towards something that can save you. And then we come to point number four. Jesus tells Nicodemus, takes him back to a familiar story to Nicodemus back in Numbers chapter 21 to explain a thing called salvation. Now, back in Numbers 21, you've got to, in your mind, go back to that time. The people of God, everybody say the people of God. Say that again, the people of God. They were complaining. They should have been rejoicing that God had delivered them. But instead, all they could do was complain. Now, I know that's a surprise to some of you that Christians complain sometimes. But, you know, we complain about everything. We're just like, we should, we should, you know, as a Christian, if God has delivered you and saved you, we should never, ever complain about anything. We ought to just get up every day and just be thankful for what God has done in our life. And man, we like to complain, don't we? We complain about everything. Back in Numbers 21, they were complaining. They were questioning Moses' leadership abilities. They didn't like what the chef had been cooking. They had to eat the same thing every single day. 
The food was dry and monotonous. There was no salsa. We should have never left Egypt. Why are we wandering around here in the wilderness? And the people began to turn on each other. They started to bite each other. The people started to poison each other. And God does what he always does in judgment. He, he says, you know, you like to bite each other. You're turning on each other. You like to poison each other. You like, God says, you like poison. I'll show you poison. And he lets loose the, the snakes that come out, the venomous snakes. And in Numbers 21, they begin to bite the people of God. Except the snakes have this venom, the toxin of death. Until eventually the people wake up and they realize, we're all going to die. We're broken. We're doomed. We're without hope. And Jesus says, do you remember that story, Nicodemus? And do you remember what God said to Moses to do? That if you take a snake and put it on a pole and lift the pole up high, and whoever looks upon it will be healed. And they were simply because they looked at the one that was lifted up. Nicodemus, do you remember that story? And then this is what Jesus says in verse 14. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so shall the Son of Man. He must be lifted up, verse 15, that everyone, that includes you, Nicodemus, that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you're here today, I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. The purpose of the church, the reason why we're here, the reason why this church exists for one purpose, and that is God has called us to lift up Jesus. That's why we're here, is to lift up Jesus. And that's why out in the lobby of the church, across the top of the wall in the main foyer of the church, we have these letters. They're large It's up high. It's our mission statement. It's so that anybody who walks in this room will know why this church exists. We exist to lift up Christ that the world might believe. Because we believe if we will just lift him up, that the Spirit of God will draw all men unto him. So I say, let's lift him up. You do not exist to make yourself well-known, you exist to make him well-known. We have a television ministry, radio ministry called liftupjesus.com. We actually, we actually have the website, liftupjesus.com. But I have a suggestion for each and every one of you, and that is the next time you're on Facebook, use your Facebook post to lift up Jesus. The next time... You're on Instagram. Use your Instagram account to lift up Jesus. When you tweet on Twitter, use your tweet on Twitter to lift up Jesus. Use your time, whatever time you have left on God's green earth. Use your time and your energies to lift up Jesus. The next time you pray, you ask God, God in heaven, how can you use me here on this earth to lift up Jesus? When you go to your life group this week, Get in that life group and ask the life group, how can we as a life group lift up Jesus in this community? And when you leave this auditorium today, do not leave here going, oh, I really like church. That was a great building. No, leave this building looking for ways to lift up Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
He alone can solve the racial divide that's in this country. He alone can stop the slaughter of the abortion mills of Planned Parenthood. He alone can remove the plague of pornography that has gripped the heart and soul of man in this country. He alone can unmarginalize the church of Jesus Christ. He alone can restore your marriage and your home and your family. He alone can destroy Satan, old Beelzebub himself, the one who came to kill still and to destroy. And he alone can save your soul and place within you the gift of everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I was working on this text and I tried to put myself in Nicodemus's shoes or his sandals. And what he must have been thinking that night that he came to Jesus. Because, you know, Jesus knew exactly what he was thinking. Nicodemus, remember, you go back to that very first line. He says, we know you're from God because no one could do the miraculous signs that you're... But even though he said that, he, he still can't figure out who Jesus Christ is. And I know he's thinking these thoughts. You know... And if I could just put myself, and you could just pretend I'm Nicodemus for just a few moments. He's thinking this. You know, Jesus, everything that you're doing, everything that you're teaching has completely turned my thought process upside down. Everything that I have ever been taught since I was just a child is that the law is what saves. And you have come along with your miracles and your signs. You have forced me to listen to you. And now you tell me that I must be born again. I don't even know what that means. You are now telling me that I must be born of the water and of the Spirit. You've told me that the Son of Man must be lifted high. And he says something like this, Jesus, I want you to know I am an educated man. But I need you to simplify this for me. I'm very interested. I, I'm very interested, but I don't understand what you're talking about. I, I know the Old Testament Scriptures front to back. I know what the rabbis have taught for thousands of years, but Jesus, i got to tell you, I have no idea what you're talking about. Point five. Jesus simplifies everything that we've said and read. He simplifies it. Just so the Supreme Court guy could figure it out. With perhaps the greatest verse in all of John's gospel and maybe the greatest verse in the entire Bible, he says Nicodemus, God so loves the whole world, Nicodemus. He even loves you, Nicodemus. And he was willing to give his one and only son to die on a cross that whoever believes in this Son of God will not perish but will have everlasting life. Nicodemus, you can keep all the laws, but the law cannot save you. You can be a leader among all the leaders, but fame and recognition cannot save you. Why, you can know the Scriptures inside and out, but wisdom and knowledge cannot save you. Why, you can be a wealthy man, Nicodemus, but material possessions cannot save you. 
Nicodemus, I hope you're listening. The only thing that can save a person is that the Son of God, the Lord Jesus, must be lifted up. And on that cross, he dies for the sins of the world. And everyone who believes and puts his trust in him will not perish. But Nicodemus, they shall have everlasting life. Several years ago, I was asked to go speak at the L.A. County Jail. It's the largest jail in America. It has 20 thousand inmates think about that we have about 3,500 people here the jail in LA has 20,000 inmates I got a picture of it and it's they got a double barbed wire fence so if you could escape and get over one fence with the wire you'd be all cut up they would catch you before you got over that second one now they have seven different locations so i'm at one of the seven locations and they have a bible study it's a program called the merit program where the prisoners the jail guys can go and study the bible if they want so i said you want to go yeah how long do i have an hour i can preach for an hour yeah no you can preach on whatever you want i'm in so i go up there i was scared to death I go up, and the first thing they do is they take all your stuff. You've got to give them your keys. You've got to give them your phone. You've got to give them your money. You've got, you got nothing in your pockets. And this guy, he has this key. It's not a little key. It's a key. And he opens this door, and he goes, get in, get in, get in. I, oh, I jumped in. He, and he, and he, he turns and shuts the door, and he locks it just as fast as he can. And we go a few feet, and there's another gate. He goes, I'm going to open this. You've got to get in there. He opens it up. Get in, get in, get in, get in. I jump through that gate. And he, lo- he locks that door. And we kept going deeper and deeper. We went through six or seven gates. I don't know if you know this, but L.A. County Jail segregated. Segregated. All these cell blocks. So one cell block, I'd look, it'd be a dorm. You know, it'd be like looking at this whole section. It was all the bloods. Next section was all the crypts. Next section, all Asians. Went to the next gate, all Latinos, all the skinheads, completely segregated. And um, they all have different color. I, I, I thought they were jerseys. I, I watched too many sports. But uh, some guy came out and told me they're called jumpsuits. But they all had a different color, so all the bloods and the crypts had a certain color of jumpsuit. Asians had a certain color jumpsuit. Latinos had a certain color. And uh, I get all the way down there. I'm scared out of my mind. Clink, clink, locking all the doors. I'm never getting out. But I walk in to this room. There's like 200 guys. And the first thing that happens when I get in there is like two or three guys go, Pastor Dudley! <laughs> you know me! You go, what are you doing in here? 
I preached for one hour. They took notes. You know, some of you don't take notes. These guys had Bibles, they had pencils, they had paper, they took notes. And they're baptizing people up at the L.A. County Jail. They have these big rubber um, trash cans that they fill full of water. The inmates get in and they're baptizing inmates in the L.A. County Jail. True story, true story. About a year later, they asked me to come back. You want to come back and preach again? I said, yeah. I know the drill. I went back. I handed all my stuff over. They unlocked the first door. I walked in. I looked, and all the doors were open between the cells. It wasn't that they were unlocked. They weren't even, they were open. We were walking through the cell blocks, and I said, hey, we got to lock the door. The door's unlocked. We got to shut the door and lock the door. We got the whole thing open. We got to lock the door. Safety. Lock the door. And the guy says, no, pastor. We don't have to keep the doors locked anymore. I said, why is that? And they said, well, it's the it's the Bible study guys. They've had an influence on the entire uh, uh, prison. He said, and, and, and they did this. The, the guys that graduated from the Bible program, the merit program, they give them a special, their own special color, unique jumpsuit. So wherever you're in the prison, you can see the guy that got through the merit program. So when I was walking through the cells and I looked and saw the Bloods and the Crips with their jersey, uh, their jumpsuit, All the way through, you could see guys who had graduated in the merit program. I got to the the Asians and the Latinos and the skinheads. You could see all the guys that had graduated. And this is a true story. What happened one day was there was a prison break, and one group broke out through the prison cell, and they bust through that second door, and there was a riot at L.A. County jail and they got to the guys in the bible study group and the bible study guys said stop you're only going to get yourself in trouble and you're going to get us in trouble you need to go back to your cell and they went back to their cell and when and when sheriff baca heard of that story he said we got to get this bible study program going in all seven of our locations If God can open up the doors of the prison in L.A. County Jail, don't you see how God can open up the door of your heart right now? If you were blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone lines are available now and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. Call us right now at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer needs you may have at this time. 
As Christians, we are often faced with trials, sorrows, and struggles of many kinds. Jesus never promised we would be free from tribulation once we become believers. However, God does show us through the wisdom of His Word how to overcome and even rejoice in the difficult times we are experiencing. Some of the most essential keys to a joyful Christian walk are found in the small New Testament book written by James, the brother of Jesus. In his book, Keeping a Smile on Your Faith, Pastor Dudley Rutherford takes you through a study of the book of James and shares the spiritual disciplines necessary to help you persevere as a believer, even during the most challenging times in your life. Pastor Dudley's book, Keeping a Smile on Your Faith, can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Call us right now so we can get this powerful resource into your hands. Our toll-free number is 888-818-4777. You will learn the powerful tools to encourage you in your faith, how to extend Jesus' love to others, and walk with Him daily with a smile. Our number again is 888-818-4777. And when you call, ask for your personal copy of Pastor Dudley's book, Keeping a Smile on Your Faith. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Pastor Dudley.